Welcome to the Bulls Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Kenyatta Wright, and this is my co-host, Mr. Kataka. Bulls fans, what's up? We're here to bring Bulls fans the results of the Washington Wizards and Chicago Bulls game. The Bulls' second blowout in a row, 102 to 82 over the Washington Wizards. We're going to get right in and talk about this game right after this break. Bulls Guys podcast can now be heard and followed on all social media platforms. Follow us on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and Spotify. Back on the Bulls guys podcast. So Kataka, Bulls making pretty good work last two games, um, blowing out the Nets and then blowing out the Wizards. This looks like a different team with Pat Beverly on it, kind of what I predicted. They they've been hustling, they've been playing good defense, they've been moving the ball. Shit, I even seen the Rosen pass the ball a lot more than I ever seen him pass this year. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely a different different feel. A lot of people don't really see that by just one guy, but you don't necessarily have to be no score, you know what I'm saying, to make an impact. So, yeah, I'm definitely seeing a different team. Yeah, man. Um, and, and, and the thing I like about it is that they're maintaining this consistency throughout the game. They're not letting anything, you know, um, deter them from, you know, blowing the entire game. Yeah, sure, you know, teams are going to make leagues. I think the closest Washington cut this is like the four. Um, but the Bulls went right back at it and, and built that lead right back up, attacking the rim. Alex Caruso with those barrage of three-point shots really lifted us. Um, Pat Bev's energy and um, Zach Levine um, really, really look like Zach Levine. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just amazing, man. Um, how different a team can look like when you have a floor general, a legitimate floor general, a coach on the floor and in the locker room. Yeah, man, I haven't seen Zach not just dwell on just three-point shots. I mean, I've seen him, you know, cut to the basket, you know, take his time. You know what I mean? I've seen DeRozan do his thing. Um, I even see Booth even, even, you know, asking for the ball in the paint, and then you actually giving it to him. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of cutting and driving and uh, picking popping, you know, which which is what we need. And, and man, this is a big difference. 82% from the free throw line, uh, 26% from three from the Bulls, uh, eight for 30. The Bulls could do a lot better from three. Um, but sure, yeah. 50, yeah, you know what I mean? That, that's that's horrible. Yeah, 20, what, 28, 26%? 20, yeah, 26%. And uh, eight for 30 from three point. Um, they shot 50% from the field, or 40 for 79. Um, but I will say this though, even though they shot poorly, mm-hmm. the key thing that actually kept them in the game and actually was and actually took them over the top was that defense. I mean, sometimes you know the three ain't gonna fall, but if you can shut other teams down, create turnovers, you know that's just as just as good. Yeah, well, you know, like the, the Bulls' activity around the rim has been so, somewhat amazing. 
block on 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 Kuzma mm-hmm. uh, from Patrick Beverly, and then you had the uh, the block from Andre Drummond as well in the paint. Mm-hmm. So they got some defenders, man. It just gives me like um, goosebumps wondering how they'd look if they had Javante Green in here. Yeah, man. I mean, the crazy part is, bro, is that when they have that lineup, when you actually have P. Bev, Caruso, and Javante Green all in that same lineup mm-hmm. at one point in time, I mean, she, hell, she, ain't no, ain't no shots going off. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that's gonna work out. Washington Wizards is still ahead of us. We got one more loss than them. Uh, we're twenty-eight and thirty-three. They're twenty-eight and thirty-two. Um, Bradley Bill, man, what's going on with him, man? He only had 18 points tonight, seven for 17 from the field. He ain't look like himself tonight. Yeah, they took him out of his, they took him out of his element. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's really content on, on being on this team. I know he agreed to that contract, but I just don't really sold on who he's playing with. You know what I mean? And he just, I mean, you could tell he just stayed there for the money, but I mean, he could have done like he wants to win so bad. He could have, he could have just foregone that money and just went somewhere else and got paid. I, I don't, I really don't think that he really bought into either that coach or bought into that team, the system. I think he bought into the money and the contract that they offered him. Exactly. You know, and that's that's and that's just like Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Because Portland got they got a long shot. And you know, bringing a ship to Portland, but yeah, you know, you gotta choose either you want to win or you want that money. The most impressive thing to me about what the Bulls are doing is um, the defensive end, of course. You know, I, I've always known that this team can score, but you know, to have um, what 11 they had 11 blocks in this game, bro. Washington yeah. had 16 though, but you know, um, points off turnovers, the Bulls had 15 points off turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, their largest lead was 21 points, but uh, 11 block no, not 11 block shots. I'm sorry, the Bulls had three block shots, got that mixed up with the turnovers. Um, but they forced 16 Washington um turnovers, 21 yeah. assists, moving the ball. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm getting a lot of comments on the Bullseye Facebook group saying, Well, you know, they're just gonna lose in the first round. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, bro. It ain't, yeah, it ain't gonna be no easy out. I mean, I'm gonna say that, um, especially when you get Javante Green back. It ain't gonna be no. And, and they actually they get twenty some games under their belt with Patrick Bear. This is only game two, you know. And, and once they get to that point that you know that they actually in the playoffs and they got Patrick Beverly, you know, they get acclimated to him and you get Javante Green back. It ain't gonna be no easy out. You know what I'm saying? I, and I know, I mean, I know guys saying, when I, I know I got into it with, I didn't get into it, but when I had a little discussion, is one guy saying it was only one game. How can just one guy, dude, did you see Patrick Belly even coached a bench? When they took the starters out, he even went to the bench and coached a bench, like, hey, you know, hold his lead, you know, you know, run some clock, do clock management. And that's exactly what they did. They built the lead up even more and they controlled the clock. Mm hmm. So, yeah, man. Well, you know, that's that's what was lacking before because, you know, we had a bunch of guys out there just playing. Right. And um, nobody's holding nobody accountable. Nobody's correcting anybody. 
Listen, right. you're going to make mistakes on the floor. It's bound to happen. Right. But I want to see guys corrected. You know, Billy Donovan ain't even do that as a coach and pull guys. Well, I know from watching the game, I don't know what he do in the locker room, but from mm-hmm. watching the game, when them guys made mistakes, he didn't pull them to the side and say, well, you should have did this. Or that. I didn't mm-hmm. see that, you know what I'm saying? Or at least I didn't see it a lot. But you need that. You need guys to be coached on the floor. These, a gotcha. lot of these guys on this team is young, man. Pat and uh, Kobe White, they're very young players. And A.O. Right. So they're still in their, you know, their early stages. And to have them just go out there and make mistakes and not correct them, they're going to be thinking they're doing everything right. And they're not. So you needed somebody like him, if not for the better overall results of the team that the team is given, for the growth of the young players to have a vet like Pat Bev. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that Ayo, speaking of the bench, Ayo didn't stole anything. I know his shots was off I and mean, he was shooting that corner three. I would I would have liked for him to just drive to the hole uh a lot more and and push the ball. Cause that second unit, man, they gotta they can be very potent, man. When they mm-hmm. especially coming off the rebound and drum and kick it out. I mm-hmm. mean you got him, you got Kobe, you got Pat, all them guys can be pushing that pushing that ball. I mean, if if Io just get the boys and just push the ball, Kobe go to his spot, he will go to his spot on the other side. You know what I'm saying, and and get you a cutter. Some somebody can grab that boys. I mean, they can be, they can be lethal. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I don't really look at individual performance. I look at the team, and these guys is playing are selfish. They're joking around with each other. They're celebrating after the game. They're laughing. They're having fun. They're talking to each other on every play. Right, man. This is like what you see from veteran ball clubs, this, this type of stuff, you know, teams that mm-hmm. went through the motions and then, you know, now they finally come together and chemistry is developed. So, yeah, I, I would side with bullseye fans to say, yeah, how can a guy change this team in two days? But like I already established podcast after podcast, the talent was always there. Yeah. They just didn't know their strength. And like I, I made an analogy on bullseye Facebook group. It's like, like a giant, that doesn't know a strength. Oh, I'm referred that to Pat. Mm-hmm. I felt like this team was 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 good enough, but they didn't know how good they were. I mean, yeah. come on, man. You look at the names. I said this was the deepest team in the Eastern Conference, and I stand by that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. obviously weren't being coached well. Um, after a loss, seeing their attitudes, the way they came out after a loss, it was just like, okay, let's just go regular again. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go regular again. You just got beat by 20. You have to come out and show that you were angry. Are you even angry that you got beat by 20? So the urgency wasn't showing every night. And to have this guy come over, Pat Bev, and change the, the culture of the team. And a lot of it is because Zach and DeRosa actually likes this guy. A lot of people like Pat Bev. Yeah. So that's going to help people listen to him, too, that he's liked, you know? Yeah, because they know that he's going to come in and he's going to Dude, he's going to get him in players' heads, you know what I'm saying? And he's going to come in, he's going to bust his ass, he's going to come in and do the small stuff, you know what I'm saying? He's going to get people rights. And you got to respect somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? He's he's like the poor man's Lonzo Ball in a sense, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit curious why Bullseye fans keep saying only one guy. Did you see Golden State for years? I think without – Draymond Green motivating them and, and it, with the demeanor that he plays with. I don't think Great they're the analogy. same team without him. 
That's a great analogy. Yeah, he is. Patrick Beverly is like the the Draymond Green. Do do the dirty work, do the small stuff. You know, hype the hype the team up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, that's a great analogy. Every team need a leader and an enforcer. <clears throat> you have to. So yeah, every team needs that. You know what I'm saying? Pat Bev, I already, I'm going to go on record right. He's the backbone of this team. Yep, he is. Yep, because he's going to hold guys accountable and backbone of the team. And you know, the, the X factor doesn't have to mean that you have to be the best player on the team. Because we know Draymond ain't the best player on the Warriors by a long shot, but he's needed for what they need. Just he like need to get physical. He need to get rebounds. He need to jump out of bounds. He need to talk trash. Yep. He need to hype his team up anytime they're slipping up. Yep. You need Just like the, 90, the 90s Bulls had Dennis Rob. Dennis Rob was that, that player. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So, and John Starks was that player for the Knicks. You know My, Michael Jordan, I think, was more so that for the Bulls, man, because seeing that, that last dance – the way he was talking to his teammates in practice. Oh yeah, practice. Yeah, he was. A, yeah, he was a beast. He was the bad guy. He they didn't like him, but listen, he was trying to get results, man. He wasn't trying to be liked. Exactly. And yeah. how can you argue? They they won six championships. Yep. So yep. I'm not going to argue with the kind of leader he was, like everybody else's has been doing. Um. But yeah, nonetheless, Michael Jordan to me was was one of the best leaders, probably the best leader we ever had in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Yeah, and huh? Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you because um, I mean, thinking about other teams, I mean, he's the only one that actually got the you know helped got this you know get the six championships. Mm-hmm. You know, a close person I would say was Joe King, but you know they didn't win enough. But uh, but yeah, you're right. He he's the one. See, and the thing is, basketball is a simple game, as Stacey King always say in games when he's when he's broadcasting, and it, it really is that simple. You know, when you move the ball around, the defense has to chase the ball. The defense has to actually work to get the ball. But when one player is just dribbling the ball and holding it up and nobody else is moving, the defense could kind of just lock in on one area of the court and force a turnover. Mm-hmm. And as the person that's holding the ball and being a ball hog actually makes your job harder instead of easier by not using your teammates. Yep. yep. So, huh? I agree with you. Yep. Yeah, ball movement. The Bulls always been like that, even from since the baby Bulls. Ball movement has to take place, even though in the Jordan years, the triangle. Ball mm-hmm. has to move. Yeah, uh, and that's that's a great point. That's why it's, it's, it's really key. Well, that's one thing I did notice uh, when they showed my Montana Pat Bear here is that, you know, DeRozan and Zach don't necessarily, if you notice, they haven't actually held the ball as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Zach, you know, he'll, you know, get, get his shots in. You know, DeRozan go to his, his mid-range spot. But when things get kind of chaotic and they think need to settle down, you had your point guard, Patrick Beverly, you know, make sure he's facilitating, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then even on the bench, I mean, you got Io doing the same thing, you know, and Caruso moving that, still moving that, he's still moving that ball around. So I don't know if this is something that was discussed in practice or something they thought about over the break, but uh, I mean, whatever's working, you got to keep, you got to keep doing it. You know, we got to kick it game by game. 
You know, mm-hmm. we got Toronto coming up. Toronto's going to be even a tougher matchup than these last two games. Yeah. So they're, st- they're still trying to fight to, you know, stay stay in the playoff hunt. You know what I mean? So Bulls going to have to, you know, take their, you know, take this win, enjoy it. But now we're on to the next person. I'm up here watching them up against Cleveland, man. Listen, Toronto ain't no slouch. They got uh, Van Vliet is out. He had a personal reason, so he's out. Um, they got not... height. I mean, they got a lot of height, though. Yeah, man. Yo, listen, Toronto was one of those teams the Bulls had problems with last year. Gary oh. Trent Jr. is the one that's subbing in for Van Vliet tonight. Yeah, he can shoot lights out. Good young player. Plays really hard. And he plays with a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna get into Javante Green. Uh, when when should Bulls fans expect him back, if any, if at all? Right after this, the Bulls Guys podcast can now be heard and followed on all social media platforms. Follow us on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and Spotify. It's the Bulls Guys Podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms. Show us your support. Back on the Bulls Guys Podcast. So, Kataka, been reading some reports on Javante Green uh, having a bone bruise. I think the last game he played was uh, New Year's Eve or around that time. Mm Mm-hmm against the Cleveland Cavaliers was his last game. And um, he was expected to be out for the entire season. Um, But now reports are coming out from Billy Donovan and Bulls camp saying that, you know, he's, he's showing progress. There's been video of him shooting around in practice and um, he's expected to be back. Um, He actually was supposed to be out only for like, I think a month and a half or something like that. Yeah, and he's yeah, supposed to get surgery. Um, what's going? What, what have you been hearing about that? Because well, I've been hearing that he should be back before the playoffs. I thought he was supposed to have been back, like within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I haven't heard anything recently. But um, I mean, that's that's see. I just hope this is something that's just not going to be a lingering effect because. I mean, we really need him. Our bench really needs him mm-hmm. to really take us to that extra step because we need another dog coming off that bench with those young guys. Um, you know, I'm not relating this to the Lonzo Ball situation, but, you know, it's it's the longer he sits out, the more and more you got to be like, okay, well, this is just like Lonzo Ball. We can't just limp our way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is actually going to make or break us taking it that step further too. Uh-huh. It's our bench, and he's like to be another spark plug coming off that bench. So, I mean, that's the only thing I've been hearing. I love this guy, man. He's he's one of my favorite players on the team. He comes play hard every night. He he he'll he'll run through a a, a wall for his mm-hmm. team, literally. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I seen how reckless this guy is, man. Some certain nights, man, he 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 got hurt a couple times on certain nights as hard as he goes. Yeah, I love his passion, man. And I could honestly say. Out of everybody on the team, including Caruso, I think this was the the hardest worker that we had on our team. So for me personally, yeah, you know, for me personally, it hurts me to know that he's out because 
man, we could use them right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we need them, like, based on the way we're playing right now. But I think in a playoff series, you're going to take all the weapons you can get. You're going to need them, yeah. You know, you're going to need him, and you're going to need Dale and Terry. You're going to need some type of energy spark plug. I mean, I, I want to see them two plus Caruso, you know, on the floor coming up that second unit, man. Because teams are going to bring it. 110% even more when it comes to that playoffs. So mm-hmm. we definitely going to need, we're going to definitely going to need him. All right. We're going to take a quick break folks. And when we get back, we're going to give our final thoughts and we're going to close out the show right after this break. It's the Bulls guys podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms. Show us your support. Back on the Bulls guys podcast. So Kataka. Yeah. What do you think, man? Are we going for a third win in a row? I think we can pull it off. Are we gonna be in are we in Toronto or are we in are we gonna be here? I thought we gotta play the uh let me check West it out. I think we gotta play Phoenix and we gotta play um yeah, who else? We playing Phoenix next? No, we're playing Phoenix soon. They they like the next two or three games as well. All right, so let me see. The Bulls. The Bulls are at Toronto. Tuesday. Okay. And then they're at Detroit on March 1st. Okay, that's a winnable game, but they ain't be taking slightly either. On Friday, March 3rd, they're going to be in Phoenix. No, versus Phoenix. Okay, so that means we here. And then they take on the Pacers and Denver. So, I mean, they're going to be at Denver. And you know how hard it is for us to play in Denver. It took us right. years to even get a win in Denver. Last year, we broke the streak. What was, was it, what, 20-something games or something like that? Or 17 years or something we didn't win in Denver? Yeah, it's the, it's the altitude there for some reason. We're messing us when we play Denver in Denver. I think this schedule, I can see the Bulls going easily three and three and two. That Toronto yeah. game worries me, you know, going up to Toronto. That might be a doozy. Uh, and um, it's always tough playing in Denver, the number one team in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, I see I see our two losses being Phoenix and, and Denver. Uh, but I think Toronto, we can probably edge it out. It ain't gonna be a blowout. But um, I think we can. I think we can pull it off because I'm sure Patrick Beverly can, can invent fleet plays. plays. I'm gonna be. Can. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I don't think we. I don't think we lose the Phoenix, bro. If we you play like we, nah, the way if you gotta think about how Phoenix plays, and you gotta think about what their weakness is. They can't defend the paint. They struggle at defending big men. Drummond and Vooch gonna have a field day. And the way with the, that that Caruso and Beverly is defending the outside perimeter, they're not getting no easy three point shots against us. The only thing I'm worried about is that guy um, Booker. I was gonna say Booker. That's what we. That's who kill us. And Kevin Durant hasn't been playing. I'm guessing he's recovering from some kind of injury, or they're saving him for the playoffs. So he yeah, hasn't been playing. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be playing sometime in March. Right. But if he plays, it's gonna be a tougher game. Now we're talking about something. You know what okay. I mean? But um, I think they can actually win that Phoenix game, man. I think Toronto is going to be the game because Toronto actually got the big bodies to throw at us. 
Yeah, they got Boucher. Um, they got uh, Siak. Oh, they got um, Siakam. Uh, they got they got a couple of guys, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Right. All right, Bulls fans, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, big win, two wins in a row. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I got this team going to the playoffs. I do. And I was even willing you too, Kotaka? Yep, I do. And I I think we can probably get like I think we can get like seven or eight. If we get seventh, we're gonna have to win like one game at least it's to stay in that seventh. Yeah. And if we get the eighth, we're gonna have to win two games. This play on nonsense, I don't like it, but it is what it is, man. Um yeah. gotta do what we gotta do. And I got confidence in these guys. If they play the way they've been playing the last two games, they can get a spot. Mm-hmm. Have a good night, Chicago. Until the next game, we'll see you after the Toronto game. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs>